Garfield et Jeffen What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And uh, as you find folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And uh, this is a very special episode. This is episode number 490. And uh, we don't have booze because it's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we do have news. And the news is one of my favorite heavy metal bands here in Japan right now, Anvil. Anvil Lips, thank you. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Great oh, to be God. here. Dude, so it all started in Japan. You guys came to Japan, and now you're in Japan again. How right. is Japan for you guys? Oh, it's 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 absolutely amazing. We I love it here. It felt like coming home last night. Yeah. Yeah. It just wow, the warmth in the room and very special. It's very special for us because you know we usually we open with the song March of the Crabs, mm-hmm. and. There's the little sections, da 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 da, and everybody sings along. Mm-hmm. They're not singing words. They're they're going oh. It only happens here. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And like when I completely forgot about it, mm-hmm. and last night we go into the section and the whole audience is doing. It, and they go, oh yeah. <laughs> Once a fan, always a fan. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is so cool. How are the Japanese fans compared to other fans from around the world? More passionate. More passionate. There seems to be more passion here, and dedica- there's a level of dedication that um, they never forget you. Mm. You know, it, I mean, we we the first time here in Japan was '83, uh, mm-hmm. and never been forgotten. I mean, there were people at the show last night that were at that, that were at the gigs that we did in '83, which is amazing. That I is mean, so that's cool. amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. The dedication. Um, these questions. I'm gonna keep them short, just okay. so you don't have like a, so. Yeah. You can go and do your other business and stuff, but I got a lot of questions. I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Okay. And stuff. Go cool. Okay. Um, let's see. You have 17 albums. You have an incredible library of music. <laughs> Sometimes do you get requests, and when you get requests, are you just like, oh god, that song, uh, oh Jackhammer, I know Jackhammer, uh, School Love, got it. Um, we generally don't take requests mm-hmm. because we've kind of moved along as as the ages and time goes. Um, some stuff remained, some stuff went away. Mm-hmm. Stuff that went away doesn't really come back doesn't come back and the reason mm. the reason being is because it's been replaced by newer stuff you, you have no choice mm-hmm. you have to bring in new stuff or you or you're you become irrelevant mm. um, 
there are people that only know the new stuff mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. well. So you're playing old stuff, you might as well not because they don't know it. <laughs> but some of the old stuff that you got is just super sure, the, classics. Yeah, sure, the first three albums. Anything yeah. off the first three albums, you could pick any song and you're going to be... Everybody knows the first three albums. Yeah. It's everything between the <laughs> between <laughs> Forge and Fire and, <laughs> and, and the new stuff that... It goes. It's it's obscure, so uh, there's no point in mm -hmm. in covering it. Yeah. I mean, there are songs that from albums, you just don't. Then none of it gets played. Got it. I completely understand. But I mean, Bombs Away is always going to be in the list, right? No. Oh, that dude, got, it's that one got, of my favorite that, songs. That, actually, that never got played live. Really? No, never Bombs got played live. Bombs Away, dude. Every time I hear that, every time I hear that song, right? Because I I ride my bicycle all over Tokyo and stuff. Right. That's how I commute. And when I, that song comes on my playlist, I'm just like, oh, yeah, dude. And I always think of heavy metal. You know the, the cartoon heavy metal? Oh, right, right, the, yeah. the World War II plane scene or whatever? Yeah, where it's yeah. Like being yeah. shot down and shooting. I always think of that, dude. I'm just like, oh, that would be like the best music <laughs> video. Like if that was on M an MTV or any, like on YouTube, it would just be perfect. <laughs> oh, God, it just that's what just pops in my mind. See, then that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut? Yeah, I call that a, a really deep cut because... Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't heard somebody mention that song in years. Well, that's why. So, so, I mean, it's not to the say number that one it's fan. bad. No. It's not to say that it's bad or good or just... You'd be, it's so diversified. Mm. People pick up on specific songs from all different parts of our, of our existence, mm -hmm. and they get stuck there. Oh. You, you know I'm what I'm stuck, saying? Against, I'm stuck there. You're stuck there, and it's like... <laughs> What about all the stuff that came after it? Yeah. Have you not heard it? Well, maybe they have, maybe they mm -hmm, haven't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, mm. it's it's interesting. When you've got that long, this long kind of longevity, mm. that's what happens. Mm -hmm. So how do you cover it? How do you make how do you make everybody happy? You, you can't. can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. So when you're in that kind of situation, mm -hmm. what you're essentially looking for when you're going to play live, what what is your... What, what is your best foot forward? What is what is the band sound really exceptional mm -hmm. when you play it live? Mm -hmm. That's ultimately the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And then the next most important thing is the popularity of those specific songs. Mm -hmm. Like as a, as an example, um, "Free as the Wind" from Forge and Fire hadn't been played since '83. Wow. Okay. And uh. We went from a four-piece to three-piece, mm -hmm. and that it, it seemed like it was out of reach. Mm -hmm. Like I, or we didn't have the right guys, the mm -hmm. right guys. And even when we were the original four-piece, mm -hmm. playing that song live was never, it was never captured as well as what it came across in the album. Plus, mm -hmm. plus, I sang on the album in a in. The highest register mm -hmm. f for my voice. Yeah, and you when you can do it, mm -hmm. but you can only do it at the beginning of the tour. <laughs> okay, you, you have to you, understand that you were like 19 at the time too. Well, yeah, I was I was 24. <laughs> but, 20, but, but I mean, you none, look nonetheless, nonetheless, it's it's not it's not mm -hmm. necessarily age. Mm -hmm. It's wear and tear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's great at the beginning of the tour. You can play the song, but mm -hmm. you know, after you've been you know two three weeks on the 
on the road and you're singing it every night mm -hmm. and everything else, mm -hmm. you go to do it and it's like, oh, you know, you're struggling through it. That's not the way you should, it should be. Yeah, that's true. So I, I hung it up and put it away. Mm -hmm. And I guess about two years ago, I went, you know what? Every night somebody asks for the song. I go, I can't, I got to look at it. Mm -hmm. like, let me look mm -hmm. at it again. Of course, we hired a new bass player, mm -hmm. and this particular bass player can sing, mm -hmm. and he can sing harmonies like we've never had before. Yeah, ever. you got now. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. It's just so I, and th these are part of the reason that I put the song away. You needed harmonies in that song. Mm -hmm. Me by myself, even you got doing "Free as the Wind." It's there's, it's one little voice that just mm -hmm. you needed the harmonies. You needed. Mm -hmm. to, it needed a fulfillment. It wasn't necessarily the second guitar as much as it was all the, like in the recording of Free is the Wind, mm -hmm. there are 18 tracks mm -hmm. of my voice. Okay? 18. 18 tracks on that album, okay? Just as, a, just, I'm just putting it out there to explain it. Yeah, and, and you know, there, of course there's different, there's the recorded application and mm -hmm. then of course there's the live application. But when you do the live application, like I said, earlier you got to be sure that it's cutting it mm -hmm. and I didn't I didn't feel the confidence it's more about me than it is about the audience I didn't feel the confidence mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. why I got put away so I said okay let's have another look at it mm -hmm. I brought it back in we started rehearsing it and I instead of singing it in the high octave I did it I, I approached it if I wrote the song today how would I sing it mm -hmm. that's how I approached it I went and sang it the way I would today, and going, wow, I should have done it like this to begin with. Oh, man. And then adding Chris's voice, it's spectacular. Nice. Absolutely spectacular. So nice. it's back in the set. So, and people are going, well, this is great. They're, they're playing free as the wind. That is so awesome. So I'm saying that sometimes you can go back and and bring something old back in and it comes back out actually better than it ever did which is a great thing and maybe in the future I'll have a look at other songs as well I just I it's it's just that I'm so busy adding new stuff like mm -hmm. we just finished recording our 18th album yeah I, I it's talk like about holy that later, smokes but yeah. man and I gotta <laughs> add stuff in from that oh god your shows are gotta get longer and longer and, and longer. And they have been, and it's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, and I'm getting older, and it's like, how do you how does that work? Come on, man. <laughs> you don't look older. You don't look older. You look the same. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. When you tour, you you go all over the world, and when you tour, there's a lot of downtime. What do you guys do in your downtime? Uh, like read, like how do you mean exercise. like on on the on the road? On the road, yeah. Well, there isn't really downtime. There isn't downtime. No, we we play. Our, our tours are almost we have like if we get a, a day off mm -hmm. a, a day off a week mm -hmm. we're lucky mm -hmm. usually it's just non-stop is that better I I tend to believe it's better because when you sit sitting around it actually your muscles seize up mm. your, your back starts to hurt yeah no I'm, I'm really serious because you're I'm not in my 40s I know <laughs> yeah for, for whatever reason if it's you get you get rusty, mm. you know, like you, your joints get all rusty. You got you got to keep you got to keep busy and you keep 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 it going. That's awesome. Um, so you got to keep on machine gunning it. That's through right, and stuff. all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so 
You guys got the movie, of course. Everybody knows the movie, yeah, but you also have the book, and a lot of people don't know about the book. So right. I'm going to talk about yeah, the book. That's true. Slash Slash loves your book, and he wrote a killer write-up for your book. Did you guys meet Slash? Yeah. Oh yeah. How is he? He's really cool, huh? Yeah, we're very very about. nice guy. Oh, very nice guy. So glad to hear it's that. It's actually so funny because I'm <laughs> the first time I met Slash was at the uh, movie director's house. What? Yeah. And he, he, had a, he had a whole bunch of people over. And this guy with a baseball cap comes up to me, hey man, how's it going? And I go, I'm pretty good, man. And I'm sitting there talking to him. He goes, yeah, I play guitar. He doesn't tell me who he is. He didn't say a word. He's wearing the wrong hat. <laughs> and he's wearing a hat, no sunglasses. I'm just sitting there with some guy with his hair tied back and uh. a ponytail. And he's telling me, yeah, I'm a musician. I've done a lot. Man, I'm so nervous meeting you. And he's saying like that. And then, and then I kind of like, something's weird. <laughs> so I got up to, to, and, I, and I go to Sasha, the director. I go, who is the guy? She goes, he goes, that's Slash. What? You're the, what? The, the, the slash? <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. That's a great way to meet somebody, huh? Yeah, no, like, very, very humble. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't go, you know, you know who I am. He didn't do no, that. He's just like, he hey, dude, man, it's so cool to meet you, man. It's like, like a regular guy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, what are some of the differences between the book and the movie? The movie's awesome, so I, I, I haven't read the book yet, uh, but I assume the book has got to be just as awesome, if not more. It's it's a lot deeper. It's um, a lot more dramatic, actually. A lot more dramatic. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> oh, dude, man. And, oh, it's like it's really... Um, yeah, it's just a lot deeper. I mm -hmm. guess that's the best way you could... Dude. You know, the... the mm -hmm. Is the book better than the movie? Well, I don't know. That's really I. I think the movie is much more entertaining in a certain sense. Mm -hmm. You could be more. You could be more affected emotionally by the book in the sense that, oh my God, look at what these guys have persevered. Mm -hmm. It goes into a lot more, a lot more depth about the past than the movie ever touched. Really? Oh yeah, way, way, way more. Way more. Can I ask one question? Yeah. Does it talk about the dildo and how you got started with the dildo playing the guitar? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was always curious about that. I was like, how well, did that start? Well, how did that start? Essentially, as a little kid, I experimented with my guitar because mm -hmm. as, as kids will do. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that electric motors, mm -hmm. the sound of an electric motor comes out through the pickup. Mm-hmm. And when we started the, the band Lips, when we first um, put, put that together, we decided that, like everybody knows the first album, every song's about girls. Mm -hmm. Every song's somehow sexually oriented from... School of love. From, you know, school of bondage, right? We, we know. Yeah, and then the lead comes, oh, dude, I, get, I love that song so much. It's great. But, okay, yeah, sorry to interrupt. So... Yeah, so what, you know, I, I and we're going, we got to think of things to do and, you know, things to add to our live show. And we're mm -hmm. going, yeah, okay, well, we're going to hang um, feather boas and br um, brassiers and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. panties off the, off the, off the mic stand. I went, <laughs> it was the 80s. Oh, and then I went, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I got a great idea. <laughs> and there used to be this 
um, company, like a, 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 a that that you well not a company like a store that you would mm. go in and they have a catalog and you write down the serial number from the picture mm -hmm. and then they bring you the product. It was uh -huh. a place called Consumers Distributing. Mm -hmm. And of course everybody had the catalog and in the catalog they had vibrators for $3. Three bucks. Three bucks. The 80s. Oh. Yeah, right. And I, 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 I got a great idea. I'm going to... I'm gonna use a vibrator on my guitar. The sound of the the sound of the motor is gonna come through the pickup. And, it's genius. And 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 it's like, yeah, no no one's ever done that. Mm. People remember that forever. And I went and I bought the thing mm -hmm. and I tried it and it worked like I thought it would. <laughs> and that's how it began. That is so awesome. That's so awesome. Do you still use it or? Oh, of course, absolutely. Of course. It, it's oh, it's yeah. kind of expected, so you do it, right? That's <laughs> so cool. Um, let's see. Uh, some of these questions are so dumb. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. How has touring changed since the '80s? Is it pretty much like the same thing, or is it a little bit more different? Well, uh, to be really honest with you, and I'm being completely perfectly honest, of we course. tour mm -hmm. ten times more. Oh, yeah, today well. than we ever <laughs> ever have mm -hmm. okay after the movie it's everything everything changed mm -hmm. to the point where it completely overshadows anything we've ever done can't even compare it not even in the, not even in the same world mm -hmm. um, as an example when we put out uh, when we put out actually our second album was our first time mm -hmm. to ever come to Europe that's we awesome. came to we came to and did the Donington Festival in '82. That's all we did. We didn't tour anywhere, mm -hmm. didn't do anything. So they heard the album. They're like, "We need these guys." Then we got lucky, and Motorhead let us open for them mm -hmm. all over the UK, and that that's what we did in '83. Mm -hmm. We didn't mm -hmm. play anywhere else but the UK. Mm -hmm. At home, we did. We had gone. Well, we did. I, I can't completely lie. At home, we in in '81, we went across Canada and back mm -hmm. with Girl School, which was that. That was a big tour. That yeah. was And and realistically, in our early early days before we recorded, we were playing way more than we did once we started putting records out. Really? Yeah. Like wow. we were we were playing clubs. You'd, you'd get hired and you're wor working all week mm -hmm. for one club. You play every night. Play every night. And four or five sets a night, you're playing constantly. And mm -hmm. We finally got a record deal, and then the touring stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, 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 whole, the whole thing changed because now your concert, you, even the shows in the clubs changed, it turned into a concert because mm -hmm. it's all your own material. Mm-hmm. You weren't getting booked as much because it is all your own material, and mm -hmm. only you can only play in places where the the records were popular. So, instead of instead of <laughs> okay, you're playing in all these little uh, one horse towns, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because because you're doing you know uh, cover tunes, and that's how you got in. But mm -hmm. it's not like we did all cover tunes. We actually did two thirds our own. In mm -hmm. other words, mm -hmm. two songs our own, one song cover. Two songs our own, one song cover. Great and, way to go. And, and that, that's how we really, that's how, until we got our record deal. And then, mm -hmm. of course, once we got the record deal, mm -hmm. we did all our own. And then mm -hmm. when that changed, mm -hmm. that's it. that changed everything. Now you're not playing. Small little towns. Th yeah, because they're going, well, you guys are, you, how many records you sell here, right? 
they're, they're, everything got judged on that mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than you're just another band who comes in and plays cover to- songs mm-hmm. where they would hire you instantly. Now you're a named band that does their own songs. They're not going to hire you unless... Unless. They got all the patrons or people who are coming into the club or keep going asking, we want this particular band and we want to hear their music. That, that just doesn't happen in small towns. No, it, it doesn't. And that's so, you know, uh, that's the way it went. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. So, like, now it's, I mean, we've never toured as much as we have we do now. It's just, it's it off the hook. Yeah, that's awesome, though. I mean, congratulations. That's yeah, just amazing. Yeah, and thank you very much. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I appreciate every minute of what's, what's happened. And it's it, what a great way, you know, from all my hor- horrible uh, years of having to work day jobs mm-hmm. and be a delivery guy. And I mean, I worked for a fish company mm-hmm. for, for like four or five years, which was a living hell. Not mm-hmm. only did it stink, mm-hmm. but... We're talking about cases of salmon that that just the salmon itself mm. weighs 50 pounds, not not even not counting all the ice in the in the box. Mm-hmm. So you're lifting these hundred hundred pound cases of salmon and going up and down stairs in them. Yeah, I mean it, 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 now there's a good there's a good side to it, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm not fat. Hey. I'm, I'm I'm in my 60s. I'm mm-hmm. I'm still in top. Top physical condition. You look like you're in your fifties. Yeah, no, I'm sixty. Going to be sixty-four. It's all that yeah. rock and roll, man. All yeah. that metal, dude. But the thing is, do you think that all that hard work kind of gave you more passion and drive to keep the dream alive? Yes, because you. Well, it, it actually what it did is it 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 made me appreciate it now. Mm-hmm. Rather than burning it out when I was younger, yeah, huh? You know, cause like you, you know the, the 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 bands that made it mm-hmm. in the '80s, they're all finished, mm-hmm. and they don't want a tour. They're mm-hmm. they're, they're done, mm-hmm. you know, because they made their money, they did their thing in the '80s, and now they're why go, why go work? I'm in my '60s. Mm-hmm. Like Metallica <laughs> will soon be off the road because. They're maybe four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. They'll be soon be off the road, mm-hmm. but but they've been touring for thirty years. For thirty years, yeah. Whereas I have not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I, you know, now I am, and what a great way to retire from physical labor. To now I'm doing rock and roll. This is easy, man. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. So, so it's like this is easy, and I'm getting to travel all over the world. What could be a better way to, 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 to go down in the sunset? You know what I mean? Like there's no better way. There's no better way. There's no that's better right. way. That's it. Oh man, I, I hope I become a famous, famous artist <laughs> soon. I'm in my 40s, so yeah. Yeah, and it's not too late mm-hmm. if you want it. Yeah. But you have to really, really want it. Yeah. And participate. Mm-hmm in your destiny mm-hmm. that that means you don't sit back and wait mm-hmm. you you go and make it happen mm-hmm. you do the right things or at least try to do the right things to get yourself in a position where you're where it, you can do it and that, that's that that's that's the beauty of it all that's life that's the way it works this is like the best podcast ever that's like the best word of advice i've ever heard <laughs> god dude that's awesome <laughs> Oh, geez, after that, I finished, no. <laughs> okay. um, let's see. Um, 
Okay, uh, the movie Dirt came out recently. Have you seen the movie The Dirt? Yeah, I did. You saw that? And so, like, in the 80s, there's, like, a lot of bands going crazy, like Motley Crue and whatnot, and Poison. And um, I think the fans were just as crazy and wild as the oh, bands yeah, and no, stuff, the fans, right? Oh, yeah, no, the fans were worse. The fans were worse? Oh, oh yeah, God. the fans were. In, in the 80s, before the the AIDS epidemic, it was, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Like it was insane, especially like <laughs> I, I, I'm. If I talk about coming to Japan when we came here in '83, mm-hmm. it's a good thing I wasn't blonde. <laughs> and the reason that I'm saying that I don't know how I follow that up. <laughs> I, I I know that that, that that sounds like a very strange thing to say, but Dave, our old guitar player, was blonde mm-hmm. and. Literally, there was a lineup, a lineup of girls down the hallway of the hotels mm-hmm. when we were here in Japan. Oh, the 80s. And, uh, just, cra- it, it, just crazy. It just, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I walk out of my hotel room and I see, I see like 15 girls all z- z- standing outside his hotel room. Mm-hmm. And one by one, he's letting them come in his room. Oh, my God. And it's like, what the hell am I seeing? What is this? It's before Viagra. Wow! How does he? How does he? How is he doing this? I, I don't I, even I don't know. know. But I'm I'm just saying that um, once, I guess once I guess in around by the time it was around '87, all that stuff was finished. All that stuff was finished. Yeah, oh, man. done. In, in the early 80s, were there any bands that are more chill, that just wanted to relax, that like uh, didn't like participate in all the partying? Like was that like maybe Exodus or Wasp? Maybe oh, those bands are just like, I, oh, you know I, what? We're I, gonna I, play checkers. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't out. know. I wouldn't <laughs> know. But you have to realize that by the time we, by the time that you know after you know 80, 86, mm-hmm. anything that came sort of after 85. Five, all that shit's done. It's all finished. So yeah. they had no choice but to be cooled out. <laughs> and then Nirvana came in <laughs> with all that dark music, right? All yeah, that yeah. Um, Okay, now I got a question, and it's it's a pretty interesting one. You guys released on many labels, and you've also released independently. What would you recommend for a starting up band? Let's like, say a band that's like maybe four kids or 16 years old and they, they got a sound. You have good. no choice but to record yourself. Mm-hmm. There are no, there, there is no infrastructure left mm-hmm. in the music business and there is no money to be made mm-hmm. from the actual music. You got to really um, look at your music is your, is like, <laughs> it's like having a product. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have a product, let's say it's, I don't know. Okay, just for shits and giggles, vibrators, right? We'll just. Okay. We were talking about it, so you got me going. <laughs> well, you got you you need you need to advertise that you've got you've got this product. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. So you go to an advertising campaign a mm-hmm. company, and they make do a campaign, mm-hmm. and they use music, jingles, whatever, mm-hmm. and they put put it on the radio, you know, and people find out about your product. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ex- essentially the same thing with music now. You are creating music <coughs> to create interest so people come to your shows mm-hmm. and buy your T-shirts mm-hmm. because that's the only way you're making money. 
T-shirts. You don't you don't make money from your music because everything is streamed or downloaded. Mm -hmm. So there's no physical sales. As of lately, vinyl has come back into into trend, mm -hmm. and I say it's a trend because it's it, to me it, it's just crazy. It's, it's nonsense, and the price of the vinyl, you know, you're paying upwards of thirty dollars or more for the for for a. A vinyl record it's crazy wow that's crazy 30 bucks for a record oh yeah jesus yeah when i when i used to pay three bucks <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean I used to work as, at a, as, a, as a young teenager they were three dollars right mm -hmm. it's like what any anyway um physical product has gone to the wayside other than people who collect vinyl mm -hmm. that's all that there is and that's why that's why the high price it, it's a collectible mm. because you got the large the large picture, everything about it. It that, is beautiful, though, isn't yeah. it? Sound quality-wise, don't even go there. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not even going to touch on, okay, upon cool, that. Okay, cool, cool. I was going to ask. Because, honestly, as, as, a, um, as a musician, you know what you know and doesn't matter what you mm -hmm. I, I've tried to explain to people why you know I've tried to understand why people mm -hmm. are going back to vinyl to me it makes absolutely no sense but that's that's what I'm saying it, it is what it, it is it is what it is mm -hmm. and there's a reason it's really the collectability about it mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the sound mm -hmm. but that's what's happened music has become your advertisement your jingle mm -hmm. to get people to come to your show and buy your t-shirt and that's what it's turned into. So that's where the money is, the t-shirts. That's, that's right. So I'm anybody, buying two t-shirts tonight. <laughs> One's for my wife. And anybody, any, any young kid, what you got to do is you got to put music together mm -hmm. that is like no one else's. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's what you got to do. You got to put something out that means business in the sense that no one else can do this but us. Mm -hmm. And then you have a, a chance. In other words, make a make a product. You're coming up with a new product, a better vibrator than anybody else, right? That's ultimately what you're talking about. The mega and, vibrator. And, and, yeah, the mega the <laughs> mega machine, right? Uh, and and you got and your jingles, your songs, mm -hmm. advertise this product, and everybody comes to your show and they want one. That's awesome. <laughs> Best advice ever. Oh man. Okay. Um, okay, you guys. You guys are. Um, well, I'm, I got a question about March of Crabs, actually. Okay. All right. This is completely off topic. Well, it's, it's on topic, but why is it called the March of Crabs? Um, well, essentially, what what happened when I I wrote the song, the the finger pattern mm -hmm. on the of the of the main riff, the da 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 da, the got way it. it looks on the neck, it, it looks like. It looks like a crab walking. Okay, that's, all right, that's, now I got that's it. Why, that's why. <laughs> now it makes sense. Oh, it's so great. I always wonder, I was like, why is it called the March of Crabs? It's, yeah. got, it's an instrument. It's got nothing to do with crabs. And then I was like, maybe they had crabs. What? Uh. Well, that too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Dave had them a few uh, times. I don't know. I don't want to go there. <laughs> or maybe we should. Um, Okay, after uh, two more questions. After 17 albums, where does the inspiration for new songs come? Well, that's actually, not, it's like 18 that, that, albums actually now. that's not that's like not movies. even a not even an issue. Mm -hmm. Not even an issue. They just they're just there. They just come. Uh, they just come because you, the, the real truth is and what I really and always have believed <laughs> mm -hmm. if you're a songwriter, 
There is no end. There is no inspiration. You're either you either you are or you are not, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. That's awesome advice. You know, like if if <laughs> and lyrically, th that that's actually the most difficult. Is mm -hmm. what are we calling this song? Mm. So sometimes it can't think. It, 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 for me, it's the hardest part. So mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. what what does Rob do? I go, Robbo, give me give me titles. <laughs> give me titles. Crabs. I'm seeing. And, crabs. and he's got like he's. I, I if I pulled up his email, <laughs> literally hundreds of titles, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think about the piece of music and I go that title works I pull the title mm -hmm. and then write the lyrics for it uh -huh, uh -huh. and that's how that's how it all works Rob you should have been here <laughs> <laughs> I got artist questions for you too oh man um your your newest CD your newest album is legal at last yes. Can you tell us a little bit about legal at last well legal at last what we were of course it's once again the alliterations the uh, the, the words with the same letter um, uh, typically anvil of course and less that less word better word it's more about traditional mm -hmm. we're traditional with ourselves we have to keep the keep the traditions up with what we've been doing mm. and thinking of a new <coughs> of, of a new album title is is a, is a, like a hell on earth mm. and i gotta tell you we've got probably a list of two thousand or more it's alliterations titles. of titles legal at last <laughs> i go to the restaurant i go to the restaurant with my wife and we're sitting there mm. and i go and we gotta think of something new and and this is about, I guess, just just about a year ago, and Canada changed, just changed the laws mm -hmm. to, so that you can, you're, it's legal. Pot is legal. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. So what happened was, my wife goes, <laughs> my wife just looks at me, legal at last, and I went, oh my god. And you see that uh -huh. the contingencies for things to work, you need to be able to envision. A picture, mm -hmm. an album cover mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that somehow relates to the anvil mm -hmm. as well as the title. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> uh oh, oh no, he's pulling out a phone. Well, no, I'm pulling out my phone so that you can have a look at something. So, in in that regard. Well, that's not what I was looking for. Hold on. <clears throat> there we go. This is what ended up. Oh, that's... Oh. <laughs> I was so, at a bar last night. It was smoky. That's why I keep on coughing. I'm not sick, but this is hilarious and awesome. <laughs> of course. So how are you going to... How are you going to depict the legalization of marijuana... Uh -huh. And the anvil. Well, here you go. Let's hold it up to the, the camera. Uh. So and for all that's, the people that's, watching, we made go. an anvil bong. An anvil bong, and an angel is smoking out of it. That is incredible. Now the reason that we we thought at first we're going, what would be what? Okay, the bong was of course the first idea, but we got to have somebody smoking it. Yeah. And at first. We were thinking maybe something religious because it's been considered so evil. 
mm-hmm. right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So then at first we're going maybe a priest, maybe Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're like we're even thinking that, you know, it's like, and then all of a sudden we went, no, 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 that's going too far. The backlash would be incredible. Yeah, no, no, we would just, it's, it's not right. Yeah. Um, so we just thought an angel and then the back cover is a devil. Oh, the back cover is a devil? Yeah. The back cover is a devil and... Sweet and sour. That, basically. So, oh. fundamentally... Oh, dude, that is a... Oh, shit, I, dude. Did Rob make this? Did he paint no, this? No, no, no. Oh, he didn't? Done by an artist. So the devil is smoking on the back of the on the back cover. Uh huh. Uh huh. So it's, and what the statement what the statement is basically, mm-hmm. it's good and bad. Yeah. Because, from my perspective, <clears throat> it's okay to smoke dope, or pot. You know, you, you it's. It teaches own, mm-hmm. but it's not. Any, any taking anything mm-hmm. to change your to change your 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 perspective or your or your natural state of of mind is that's alcohol that's anything mm-hmm. you really don't you shouldn't be doing it and it, it's for better or worse mm-hmm. is the basic fundamental fundamental idea mm-hmm. and that's why it's the an good. angel and a devil if for better or worse Oh my God! Yeah. Well, we drink so a lot of booze on the a, show. So it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of different levels. Of course, the the song itself. Um, we have a title track, "Legal at Last." It quite remarkably, like the, the, the lyrics, the lyrics also kind of say that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. change rules of society. We take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Is it something that should have always been? Mm-hmm. You know, um, things like like that. It's 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 asking questions and putting it putting it out there. Uh, taking or, or give me doctors good advice. Just another human vice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it's poetry. Yeah, it's it's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh, go smoke a joint. It's legal at last. It's mm-hmm. not what it's saying. It's saying mm-hmm. it's legal at last. You know, find a cure. Look, we're all looking mm-hmm. for the answer. Mm-hmm. Find a cure for mm-hmm. cancer. I hope we've done it right. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, I know exactly what you're it, saying. It, it's it's making a statement about about what it all is, mm-hmm. but not saying that it's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It it depends on your perspective and your your position as in your own life as an adult as an adult whether you want to do this or not mm-hmm. we take responsibility and that's 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 the aspect i'm not saying that it's good or that it's good and i'm you not saying that it it's bad it's up to you lips. you just took it deep yeah <laughs> so that, cool on, on a lot of different levels it, it really works mm-hmm. um you know and it i, I it really worked you know and that's mm-hmm. what i mean everything everything to come up with a title mm-hmm. never mind the lyrics mm-hmm. now you got to make it work with the picture all those th- all those contingencies mm-hmm. for that all to work mm-hmm. have to be there and then you've got something that's working mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not just as simple as you know I mean we could have called <laughs> yeah. I could have called the album 
could have called the album a lot of different. What, what, what? Could have called the album Cheese and Crackers. No. And had had the anvil a big hunk of cheese. No, don't say that. Surrounded by crackers. Don't you know, say but, that. There's an artist But then out there it's like, I don't know, man. That doesn't really work either, it's right? It's not metal at all. Yeah, it's not metal, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying that you have to have the right alliteration. Even if sometimes when you have the artwork or like like I said, a hunk of cheese with, with crackers all around, mm. that doesn't work. That's not working. That's not working at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's an alliteration that just doesn't work. Oh, man. That's awesome, though. Oh, cause, I mean, when I when I heard the album Legal at Last, you know, I, I, I totally knew. My mind blanked on Canada because I've, I've been in Japan for like 18 years, right? Right. So I, I didn't, that didn't even come to my mind. It was like, Legal at Last. Whoa, that sounds a little interesting. All right. <laughs> You know, you could go anywhere. Well, but then, yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah, but the other, the other, no brainer. The the other aspect. And once you see about, the cover, you about, got it. Yeah, right? but but the other aspect of the of the <laughs> title was also saying we kind of felt like the criminal a criminal aspect that mm-hmm. no one wanted to know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to know, right? You're gonna get you in trouble or whatever. It's not, oh. now we're saying that. It's okay. Mm. You can like Anvil now. No. Right? We're legal at last. It's okay. You're legal at last. Well, you, it's, it's okay. You can like Anvil now. Well, no, I mean, you can take it, that title. I mean, if you don't see the... If you don't, if you you don't hear the music the, and you didn't see the uh, the CD cover, I mean, you could think legal at last. Like, maybe you finally got all your uh, your records. You got, like, maybe you right, got all maybe, the music back, got all, right? You got, got it back all, from the record companies yeah, or something. Yeah, that, right. that could be legal. It, it could go another way. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, once I heard this, I was like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's it. That's how it all works, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Lips, thank you so much for being on this show, man. No problem, man. It was great. Absolutely awesome. Thank you for being on my show. And tonight, I look forward to seeing you at your show. Okay, and you will. <laughs> and you're going to see School of tonight. Holy shit. Faders, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Faded Japan. You know what to do. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Um, go to our Patreon. We've got tons of stuff there, videos or whatnot and stuff. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely see you guys next week. Lips, thank you again, man. No problem, man. Great. Awesome. awesome. We'll see you all out there. Peace. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors.
Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass Palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Goddamn shit sucking vampire. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.